Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Entering into the Worship of God. This is a continuation of the previous message concerning the philosophy of Christian worship. Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, beginning a public worship service. In the service today, I I think sometimes it's good for us to look at corporate or hard and fast examples of what I'm talking about. So today, let me take you into the opening aspects of our particular worship service and just share with you what took place at the very beginning so this began to set the tone of worship, and I, and I believe this is a scriptural basis, and I offer it to you in humility as a way in which we can be more actively uh, acknowledging consciously what is taking place in the corporate worship. We always begin our worship with a statement from God's Word, usually some form of a doxology. That is a blessing. And often it takes the form of such things as grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, immediately we are called to worship that's God-focused and that is Christ-centered because God in the person of the Father and the Son and then the internal working of the Holy Spirit is the one who grants us grace, mercy, and peace. And grace, mercy, and peace is the status of the Christian before God and the experience that he has, and it qualifies him to be a worshiper. And then um, today, we engaged in a brief little call to worship that involved a participatory response, and it went like this. The minister that was leading the worship asked, Congregation, what is your source of comfort and encouragement? And the people responded, Our help comes from Yahweh, the maker of heaven and earth. Notice the use of the personal covenant name of God. That's all caps in the usual translations of the Bible. With joy, receive these words of greeting. And then it's always the greetings Benedictions is either founded or very much a paraphrase or a direct statement from God's Word. Today's came from Galatians 1, 3, and 4. With joy receive these words of greeting, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. And the people not only said this, but they said, Amen. The minister then said, Praise, O children of the Lord. Praise the name of Yahweh. Well, the people responded today, not by a direct praise, but by a declaration of truth as to how they can be there as worshipers before God. In other words, how is it possible that I, though I'm a believer in Christ, but yet I'm not completely, totally sanctified and holy, I still stumble and I still make errors. I'm still not all that God has redeemed me to be and he's making me into. 
And so every aspect of our lives as Christians is only by grace. Now, grace means God's favor, God's strengthening, God's mercy, God's bringing us all the supply that we need. And that grace is primarily given to us in the very person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we sing a, a, a chorus that's written by Garrett Gustafsson. It reads like this, only by grace can we enter. Only by grace can we stand. Not by our human endeavor, but by the blood of the Lamb. Into your presence you call us, you call us to come. Into your presence you draw us, and now by your grace we come. Now by your grace we come. Notice, it's a statement of truth. We can't enter God's worship except by the enabling grace of God. It's not human effort. It's not human merit. It's not human works. It's through Christ through the slaughtered Lamb of God, who is the victorious one who died for us and rose again to bring us to God. You call us, now as a direct statement to God, you call us into your presence, you call us. You call us, God. God, you're calling us, and into your presence, you draw us. And now, by your grace, we come. Now, by your grace, we come. Get a hold of the words as you sing them, not just the feel, not just the emotion, not just the tune. Get a hold of the lyrics of what you are saying to one another and to God. And then there's this, Lord, if you mark our transgressions, who will stand? The answer is no one. Thanks to your grace, we're cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And then we repeat the chorus all over again. That's how we entered the presence of God today. And then immediately, the pastor, the minister of the word for this Lord's day, came up and led us in a prayer, a spontaneously spoken prayer on this particular Lord's day, taking us into the presence of God, invoking God's presence and his acceptance of our worship through the mediation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we joined in with the heavenly worshipers. And this is the transition that was made. Let us join with the Apostle John in the vision, his vision, of the risen, ascended, and glorified Jesus. And then we took God's word, which re relates this vision of John found in Revelation chapter 5. And we read the first few verses. Let me read it to you. Then, John says, I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll with writing and on both sides sealed with seven seals. What could that be? It, the text doesn't directly tell us, but from the context, we're going to be able to understand that this is the scroll of human history. This is the unfolding of the consummation of God's purposes that was foreordained before the foundation of the world. And we are going to see how this is taking place. How does God's eternal purpose come to pass in human history? So, I also saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? But no one in heaven or on earth or under earth was able to open the scroll or even to look to it. I wept and I wept 
because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or even to look at it. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Look, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, is conquered so that he is able to open the scroll and his seven seals. Then I saw one like a slaughtered lamb standing in the midst of the throne. This is Jesus. And the four living creatures and among the elders. And he, this, this risen, slaughtered lamb, he went and took the scroll out of the right hand of the one seated on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and golden bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slaughtered and you purchased people for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. The minister concluded by saying, this is the scroll of human history and its unfolding consummation. Behold, the conquering lamb is on the throne. And then we came into singing a modern hymn that is a responsive hymn. Uh, We often have heard it uh, sung by Peterson. It's entitled, Is He Worthy? And it asks the question, which brings us immediately into why we need, why we need him to do this work. Do you feel the world is broken? And the response always in the first part is we do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. John chapter 1. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation grown? This is Romans 8. It is. Is a new creation coming? It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be light within our midst? It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. This is why we're here today. We to remind ourselves of the work of Christ that brings us into the presence of God and that it will ultimately conquer all for in the last, at the very last, when Christ himself returns in all his glory, this whole earth will become the temple of the living God. The chorus reads like this. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The answer, the lion of Judah who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? The response, he is. Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those he loves? He does. Does God intend to dwell again with us? He does. And we repeat the chorus. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scrolls? We repeat it all together again. And we conclude with, is he worthy? Is he worthy of blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy of this? Oh, the answer is, he is. Because he's David's root. And the lamb who died to ransom the slave from every people and tribe, every nation and tongue. He is worthy 
and he has made us a kingdom and priests to our God to reign with the Son. Is he worthy? He is. And then we waited before the Lord for a few moments or seconds for response, the response within our heart, maybe a response spontaneously offered by someone in the congregation or the congregation. And on this particular day, I prayed spontaneously. It's just being felt led of the Lord. And then as our custom is, and we believe to be a biblical practice, we wait before God, humbling ourselves before him, who's the righteous God, in the acknowledgement of our sins, of our need for the continuous cleansing of the blood of the Lamb, as we acknowledge before him the transgressions we may have committed or fail to do the commandments he's told us to do, where our failures may be. And so we, on this Lord's Day, we begin that with a statement from Scripture. You see, Scripture saturated. Israel, put your hope in Yahweh, that is the Lord. For there is faithful love with Yahweh, and with him is redemption and abundance, and he will redeem Israel, that's his people, from all its sins. And then we prayed a prayer that was based on Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. In the light of God's complete knowledge of our thoughts, the minister says, and actions, let us confess our sins to God and claim the grace of the one who loves us and gave himself for us, despite knowing the worst about us. And then on this day, we sung, we sang, I should say, a prayer hymn, again, based on Psalm 51, which was by Graham Kendricks. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all of my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy, the joy of your salvation. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. And then we end with this great declaration. You see, we we don't believe that he will ever take his Holy Spirit from us because we are believers in Christ and he's come to abide with us forever. But the sense of his presence, the sense of his Spirit's active ministry in our heart can leave us because of unconfessed sins, because of walks of rebellion or waywardness. So we don't want that to happen. We want to be filled with the joy of the Lord. And so... O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. And we commit this declaration. You cleanse me from my sin. You cleanse me from my sin. You cleanse me from my sin. And we then hear words of assurance from the word of God. Here from 2 Corinthians 4, 6. May the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, make his light to shine in our hearts. He's to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, who saved us from all of our sins.
Amen. That is the opening worship that we experienced on this Lord's Day. And then we concluded it by singing a hymn of assurance, My Hope is in the Lord, before we came into the reading of God's Word. And you see, all of this was to set the stage for the teaching of God's Word that is going to be taking place. We're going to engage in reading of Scripture passages that will support the, the subject of the sermon that's based on a particular passage of Scripture on this Lord's Day, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, which is a... This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Thank you for listening. Remember that God's Word sets the stage. It tells us how we should worship God, and it gives us the equipment that we need to do so. Listen to God's truth and worship Him in spirit and in truth, for He is worthy.